Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Gimme the Creeps with Abby and Daniela. Hello. If I sound like um, an out-of-breath, overweight woman, it's because I am. (laughs) (laughs) Say it loud and proud. Loud and proud. I just sound like that fucking picture of that cat with like three chins and it's like heavy Heavy breathing. breathing. Yes. Literally. Uh, Yes. Speaking of memes, I think the dog meme pup passed away, didn't he? Recently? A few months ago, I believe I saw. I feel like you are right, but I also feel like that was like two years ago. Jeez, it circulates every year and I just believe it every time. <laughs> but um, that's interesting. If you think about it, like all these memes and like especially the ones of like the kids that are hilarious, they just get to be a meme forever. Yeah, the little girl that grins uh, <laughs> and she like lifts her shoulders as she's grinning. She actually killed herself not that long ago and <gasps> she's forever immortalized in a meme. In oh a my goodness, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Rest in peace, so. jeez. She was in Dance Moms or Dance. Oh, something. yeah. Yeah. What she was shame. only 16. Very sad. Yeah. Honestly, I've been hearing a lot about um, suicides and, you know, attempts. Yeah. Not to, like, start it off on a sour note because that's sad. But anyways, yeah. Well, Check on I your realized? friends. Tell me. We haven't done a lot of like chit chat at the beginning or the end of our episodes lately. Dude, no, we haven't. I think we were just well, I was just trying to get get it going. Yeah. Cause then if not, we'll just keep we'll yeah, just we'll keep just chatting. Keep we have no problem doing that. Which is um, nice. I wish people would like tell us if they liked that or not. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, but. So far, know. we know that whoever listens to us, they listen because they like us. So, my favorite podcast right now, um, I'm like binge listening to all of their episodes. It's called Red Handed. Do you, have you listened to them? I've heard of it, no, but I haven't listened. Well, they're British, and I fucking love them. I love them so much. But they mm-hmm. do a separate thing um, on Patreon. Can you please? on patreon and they call it because whenever they first started out they recorded like how we do like at home in our fucking like one (laughs) of them was in her bed and shit (laughs) yeah and um so they call this segment that they do for patreon under the duvet which (laughs) is super cute. cute scuffling around (laughs) but she's trying to dig her way out of her playpen but um (laughs) but they do on under the duvet they that's where they have their like little rants and their fun times and then they used it as like to shake the thing (laughs) um they use it as like a like a companion episode to their ah. like if they were to record an episode like directly after that other like the people right. that are, pres- are prescribed are subscribed on Patreon can listen to like the companion episode which is under the duvet to discuss like what pertains to the episode or whatever yeah like just to talk about shit that they wanted to like go 
That's a good idea. I didn't have enough time. Um, I know that we don't hear a lot of feedback to for our podcast specifically, but I do read other people's comments on like true crime TikToks and things like that. And they complain about they don't like the opinion portion of Uh-oh. true crime. So that would be a good idea if we should separate. Yeah. But once again, we would need to hear it from y'all if y'all, whatever y'all want. Because what are we doing here? We're just dancing Talk monkeys. Dancing monkeys. <laughs> we will do as you wish. So, um, but anyways, just you a little food for thought. <laughs> GTC Facebook page. Don't forget to join it. Oh shit! I even forgot. <laughs> Announce at the top. <laughs> I even forgot. The last thing I posted was whenever there was a bunch of ice, and I had posted oh, a meme. Oh gosh. Um, it just discourages me because <laughs> people like I can see how many people have seen it, and then there's only like eight likes, and there's like twenty something people see it. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Don't take it personally. Yeah, try not to. Please likes very sparingly, as if they're limited. <clears throat> yep. But okay, well, yeah. So here. We go with today's episode. I'm going to do the Jenny Rivera conspiracy. You're kidding me. My mom um, literally just talked to me about this. So I'm did so she excited. Watch it? Did she watch the she show? She watches the, uh, she said on YouTube, her kids have channels. So she's been watching their stuff on their she YouTube. She watches YouTube? <laughs> I finally got her to get on there. She needs, everybody should be on YouTube. YouTube's great. Yeah. She's been I, talking to me about that. <laughs> that is so cute. My uncle's obsessed with YouTube too. He's so like, useful. It, it it really is. <coughs> um but there's a show on it's like a docu-series on Peacock that oh, um yes. it's called Who Killed Jenny? Mhm. And I watched it and I was like Oh shit. Because I I kind of already knew about the little bit of conspiracy Mm -hmm. that was around it, but I was like, there's not a lot to to it. You know what I mean? Right. There's some shady stuff. Yeah. And I was like, it, okay, whatever. You know, like it had to do with the cartel. Like, but they didn't, there wasn't enough evidence for that. But Mm -hmm. then I watched this show and there was just so much stuff. Like, Mm-hmm. There's other things, and we are going to get into that today. Ooh, I'm very excited. Yes. So, um, okay, so here we go. On December 9th, 2012, at the height of her career, Mexican-American superstar Jenny Rivera and six others died in a plane crash. Dubbed La Diva de la Banda, the 43-year-old California native had just performed a concert in Monterrey, Mexico, and was headed to another appearance in Toluca, Mexico, when her plane went missing about 10 minutes after takeoff. As investigators later concluded, the Learjet nosedived into a mountainside, but there are still more questions and answers about the still undetermined cause of the fatal plane crash. So before we get into all of that, I want to go back and talk about Jenny Rivera as a person. So 
To Genevieve's fans, part of her appeal was her hard scramble climb to success. Born on July 2nd, 1969 in Long Beach, California, to parents who had illegally crossed the Mexican border into the United States, she grew up in a musical family where her father encouraged her to use her vocal gifts. I used to force Jenny to sing the choruses to songs we recorded. Her father, what the fuck? I thought his name was something else. Don Jorge Rivera, who ran his own record label, told Rolling Stone, She didn't like it at first, but then she immersed herself. So despite her family's connections to the musical or to the music industry, Jenny Rivera's success was not at all guaranteed. She became pregnant when she was just 15 and her parents kicked her out of the house. Then her 1985 marriage to the baby's father, Jose Trinidad Marin, became abusive. As Rivera told CNN in Espanol, Marin physically abused her because she wanted to attend college, and she did. They divorced in 1992 when she found out that Marin had molested her daughter and her younger sister, like Jenny's younger sister. Yeah, and that was like a super messy thing. I watched her. um, Netflix? Yes. I'm pretty sure I talked about it on here. Mm -hmm. Um. But I watched it, and that shit was crazy. Like, all 192 episodes, or however many there are. Mm-hmm. But, um, it like, they show, like, they get into the abuse in it, and it's fucking sad. Oh, dear. I don't, I think I stopped watching maybe before that point, because I don't remember that part. But I did start that show. Yeah, they showed it, um... They showed when he would, like, take the little girls into the bathroom and shit and, like, whenever he was by themselves with them and stuff. Um, And then it shows, like, when she finds out and everything and it's, like, super disturbing. Right, right. Jeez. Yeah. If you have not watched it, if any of y'all have not watched it, you need to because it's really good. It's in Spanish, but, like, there's subtitles, obviously. But um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's really good. Pretty accurate. Yeah. So, uh, but Jenny Rivera's heartbreak became her redemption. Divorced with three children, she reconciled with her family and started to work for her father's record label. And soon, she started recording songs of her own. In 1995, she released her full-length debut album, La Chacalosa. From there, Jenny's luck started to change. Um, Singing about her life, Rivera released album after album, and swiftly found an audience among Spanish-speaking women who suffered similar setbacks. Her husbands and industry men called her fat, worthless, ugly. Her father told Rolling Stone, they told her she would fail, but from her suffering came her triumph. Today, I'm in awe of everything she's done. And even while she was doing all of this, she was, uh, like, she was super, super smart. Mm-hmm. And um, she became a real estate agent and she like was really good at it because she's so fucking charming. Like she's just mm-hmm. like just listening to her talk. Like you just wanted to be her friend. Like laugh. She really, yeah, she's very warm. A very warm Yes. Person. Yeah. But at the same time, she also, I don't know. Oh, she, she didn't take nothing. Yeah. She's very she strong. Shit from anybody. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so indeed, Rivera soon converted her musical success into greater stardom, appearing in reality TV shows like I Love Jenny, which I was also obsessed with, <laughs> and becoming an activist and selling out venues like LA's Nokia Theater. She also developed a makeup line, put her name on perfumes, and sold products like blow dryers and flat irons. And I don't know if this was after she died, but there was there's also tequila of hers. Yes. Mm-hmm. I um, think. I, do you think? I think they did make it after she passed, but I don't know. I think they might have, or it was in the works, maybe, or something. While she yeah. was, yeah. Apparently, there was like a lot of stuff, according to that um, show that I was watching, that docu series. There mm-hmm. was a lot of stuff that she was like in the works doing, like. She was going to have a sitcom out. She had just uh, been like, I don't know how big her character was in this movie because I never watched it, but she was in Philly Brown. Mm. And um, she had a role in there or whatever. So she was like doing all kinds of shit. Like she was like starting to really. Empire. Yeah. She was like getting big at the time of her death. Mm-hmm. And um, they were, and because of the show I Love Jenny, they were like the Mexican Kardashians. Kardashians, like, yeah, that legit. Mm-hmm. That was I loved watching them more than I liked watching the Kardashians. And at the time, mm-hmm. I watched the spinoff of where it was Courtney and Chloe. Miami, or New- they went to both. Kim I and watched, New Yorker, I don't know, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I watched the one where they went to Miami, mm-hmm. and I really liked that. But then I started watching I Love Jenny, and I was like, holy shit. Right. <laughs> I really love this shit. Like, my mom just, loves that. It was like I was with my family, you know what I mean? Like Very relatable. Yes, extremely Mexican relatable. Mexican-American, right. Spanglish. yes. Yeah, and she <laughs> spoke like very good English. Like she spoke English to her kids, and mm-hmm. so she was fluent in both. And um, she did really good Spanglish too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I did want to put in here because um, I don't remember what my train of thought was whenever I did it, but I added it in here. Like her, like it. I go into detail about her kids and whenever she got married but um or like the times that she was married but mm-hmm. so Rivera was married three times and had five children she gave birth to her first child Janie better known as Cheekies mm-hmm. in 1985 that was the first kid while she was still in high school and then later she married uh the Jose Trinidad Marin and then they had two more kids Jacqueline she called Jackie 1989 and Michael, who was born in 1991. And then the marriage ended 1992. And in 1997, um, that's whenever, uh, wait, not 1997. Wait, yeah. So what the fuck? That was, maybe I mistyped that. Fuck. But okay. So she divorced him first and then mm-hmm. her sister told her what happened. Oh, wow. Her sister was the one that confessed that um, what happened used to sexually molest her. and was. But not- he had stopped or, or he had kept going until she told her? Well, or, like, or until they broke up, I mean. 
Yeah, I think that was what was happening. But be, he had stopped uh, molesting Rosie, the sister, mm. uh, because they had divorced. So there was no reason for Rosie to go over there anymore. Oh, but the daughter. Yeah, but the still- daughter was still there. And she, the little girl, told – or Cheeky's told Cheekies. Rosie – um, she was like acting weird and Rosie asked her about it and Cheeky's was like, yeah, he did the same thing to me. So that is why Rosie told Jenny. Oh gosh. Yeah. And then, um, so then all of that gets started. Well, then they physically examined, uh, Jackie and according to the doctor, he had also molested Jackie too, but she didn't remember because she was little. Like, she was still oh, a baby gosh. when I did it. Yeah. But I'm not sure how the doctor came to that conclusion. Mm. If it was just, like, he checked her hymen or whatever, like, that could have been from anything. But I don't know. I have no I idea. Know either. But she, Jackie says she doesn't remember and, yeah. So, the molestation case was open in 1997, and Marin spent nine years as a fugitive before he was apprehended in April 2006, and he was convicted of sexual assault and rape and sentenced to more than 31 years in prison without parole. Mm-hmm. So then, after that, Rivera married her second husband, Juan Lopez, in 1997, and they had a daughter, uh, they had a daughter Jenica, in 1997, and then... They had a son, uh, Juan Angel, in 2001 before they divorced in 2003. And then in 2007, Juan Lopez was convicted of selling drugs, and he died from complications of pneumonia while in prison in 2009. Wow. Yeah, those kids, they lost their dad, and then they lost their mom. Like, not that long after. That was so fucking terrible. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. And then... Jenny's third husband was baseball pitcher Esteban Loaiza, and she married him in 2010, and they filed for divorce in 2012, just months before her death, but it was never finalized. And there was a whole dramatic-ass thing of why they divorced then, because she thought that Cheekies and him Mm -hmm. were fucking around, and they... I personally don't think they were. Did you see the scene, the specific scene on that yes, show? Yes, but who knows? Who knows? I know. The producers are such assholes. Imagine they just made it seem like that on purpose. Right. And it caused a huge thing. Like, Cheeky's didn't speak to her mom Ugh, I up know. until, like, she died. Like, she, right. her mom it, died it was without poor terms. speaking to her. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. That's yeah. the specific thing my mom was talking to me about. I was like, "Mom, I don't know if they did or didn't. What the heck?" Yeah, <laughs> that's I would weird like though. To think that they didn't, but I know. know. There's Ugh. a lot of Jenny hardcore fans that don't like Cheekies at all. Oh my god, like, they fucking hate her. Holy moly! Like if you go to her Instagram and you look at her pictures, there's like, comments. comments. Oh my god, they're so ugly and I'm calling like, her oh. trash and stuff. Yes. Oh my goodness. So terrible. And I'm like, it's been years. We don't know these people. Like, first of all. <laughs> yes. And they tell her that she'll never be as good as her mom and that oh she sucks my. at singing and Aww. all kinds of shit. It's tragic. Yeah. But it does make you wonder. It does. But 
in the show they talk about it too and and they there's like other things that were like factors they say that mm. Jenny was being manipulated by the people around her and shit but who knows who oh knows? no yeah. yeah yeah speculation yeah <clears throat> so Jenny was celebrated for her music but she also openly shared details about her personal life um, including how she overcame challenges, including becoming a teenage mother and suffering through abusive relationships. And she kept a little bit of a secret under wraps. Mm-hmm. So before I get into that secret, I do want to mention that in May um, of 2009, she was arrested by customs at the International Airport in Mexico City and she because she failed to declare... $52,437 in cash in her purse. Oopsies. And they were like, where did you get this money? And she was like, I just did two performances like this. And they paid, this is how they paid me. Mm-hmm. And you have to like declare that shit. And she didn't. So whatever. So Damn. she had to pay a fine. She was in jail for like <clears throat> two days or some shit. Dang. Yeah. But she, because they had to have, they were like, okay, but uh, we need, like, receipts. Mm -hmm. So all her people had to, like, scramble and get that shit. But um, so later she paid a fine of $8,400 and was released. And according to New York Daily News, she worked as a performer for drug cartel parties in 2009. And they think that's where that money came from. That's where the, yeah, they paid her in cash. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's just a little tidbit I really like to throw in there. Untraceable. Yes. Mm-hmm. So here we get into the conspiracy, or one part of the conspiracy. So in 2009, Pepe Garza, a radio personality, shocked fans when he released a previously unheard interview with Rivera, recorded nearly five months before she died. In the interview, which is posted on YouTube, Rivera shares her fears about performing and her concerns about a side to her career fans never knew about. Uh, It's an interview where she reveals many things that are not very clear yet. She asked me to interview her because she had received death threats and she wanted to leave a testimony that this was happening in case something happened to her. Garza Mm. said in Spanish about releasing the recording made on July 27, 2012 in or the LA Times reported. I've seen, or I've let many years go by since Jenny's death, and something in my heart told me this was the year to reveal and share this. So Rivera told the radio host, let's hope this never gets aired. She Mm. said, every weekend I travel to Mexico. It's a risk that I continue to take, but I do it for the love I have for my fans, revealed Rivera, who was born and raised in Long Beach, California. Uh, The death threats came via email, message boards, and even by phone, she said in the interview. The threats were, in fact, so serious that the FBI once got involved after someone said they would kidnap and murder her if she performed a concert in Reynosa, Mexico. She claimed that she didn't know why someone would want to harm her. I have no idea. There is nothing illegal in my business, Rivera tells Garza in the clip. I treat people with a lot of respect. I have no problems with any group or any cartel. Oh. Rivera ended the 35-minute interview by noting she was a strong woman and her career was vital to her. No one, not even my team, my family, my friends, no one knows about this. And I want it that way because I don't want to scare my loved ones. 
I will continue going to work because I have faith in God and that he will get me out of this one. Mm-mm. What I do is so important to me and I'm a brave and determined woman. Rivera continued, that's why I'm here. Nobody knows, not even my family knows, not my friends or companions. That's what, that's how I want it to be because I don't want to scare more people. She added, we don't need more chaos in the world. I believe in an almighty God who has carried me forward in many aspects of my life. And I trust that he'll take me out of this too. So the DEA conducted an investigation on um, Christian Eduardo Esquino, Esquino Nunez, owner of the plane in which Jenny was traveling on the day of her death. After finding a 1999 report that connected uh, Nunez to drug trafficking. So during this investigation, they came across um, someone named quote unquote Jennifer, who's currently in the witness protection program and has revealed details about the relationship between Jenny Rivera and drug Lord Edgar Valdez Villarreal, AKA La Barbie, mm-hmm. who is a leader of the cartel. So according to Jennifer, the person in witness protection, the banda singer was one of La Barbie's favorite shows, and he would hire her to sing at his house parties. They're called something, and I can't remember. I can't remember what they're called. Mm. But um, the witness mentioned that during one of these events, Jenny and Villarreal had an argument that caused Jenny to leave the party, but not without threatening the host on her way out. Uh-oh. Because I will tell you again, Jenny didn't take shit from anybody. She was so soft-spoken for the most part, but if you fucking got her riled up, she would let you fucking know. So, mm-hmm. and this is not the first time that Jenny's death has been associated with drug dealers. Rumors started sparking up right after her death when sources reported that another singer uh, was receiving threats before performing at the same arena in Monterrey that she had performed at. Um, But allegedly, Jenny received three warnings on the day of her concert in Monterrey, one day before she arrived to the city, a second one hours before she went on stage, and a third one while the show was happening. And she didn't give a shit. Mm -mm. So Mike... Oh my god! It says vigil, but I know it's in, it's supposed to be in Spanish, but I can't remember how to pronounce it in Spanish. But I'm just gonna say vigil. Um, he's the former chief of international operations for the DEA. He said that keep in mind that these guys have so much money; they hire these bands or singers and pay them exorbitant. Exor- oh my god! Exuberant. Exu. Oh my god! Exuberant. Maybe it is exuberant. Maybe it's spelled wrong. Why does it look that way? Okay. And he pays them. Oh, and they pay them an outrageous amount of money. <laughs> mm-hmm. He said, given the fact that she was a favorite of Villarreal, it's quite possible and probable that they did have some sort of intimate relationship. But everybody that was close to Jenny says that it was strictly like professional like they he paid her for the performance and that was it like he didn't they didn't they would communicate like through text and shit but that was so that he could invite her to play Mm -hmm. 
there wasn't like any like sexual shit going on or anything. Um, but because of the argument that she had had, uh, Jenny was concerned that she would be killed by Virgil, who was an assassin turned drug lord for the Beltran Leva cartel. And he's actually currently serving prison time in Mexico right now. Mm. So they thought that could be a possibility. So let's go back to the accident. Because we're going to have another theory come up. So on December 9th, 2012, at 3.15 a.m., a Learjet carrying Jenny, her lawyer, publicist, hairdresser, and makeup artist, as well as two pilots, took off from Monterrey, Mexico. And they were supposed to arrive in Toluca before sunrise, but they never made it there. And because the flight recorder was presumably destroyed in the crash and the flight voice recorder was never found... Um, the Mexican Director General of Civil Aeronautics investigation can only attribute the crash to a loss of control of the aircraft of undetermined reasons. And as radar data indicated, the plane fell into a steep dive at approximately 28,000 feet and struck the ground at an 89 degree angle at high speed, perhaps at over 600 miles per hour. Oh my gosh, ew. Yeah. But, oh, it gets crazy. So, okay, so they say that Jenny died instantly along with everyone else on board. Mm. Um, but at first, when the plane was still considered missing, her family, friends, and associates thought that they'd she'd been kidnapped by a cartel and that they'd call asking for ransom, but... And like hours went by and then the plane was found. And mm. even when the plane was found, her family still held out hope that she'd somehow survived the crash. Yeah. And then they found her ID among the wreckage and they like interviewed her mom and she and her mom's all crying. And she suggests that Jenny could have still lived and stuff. And it's she said, I still trust God that perhaps the body isn't hers. She told reporters, mm. suggesting, according to U.S. Today, that Rivera could have been kidnapped from the crash site. We're hoping it's not true that perhaps someone took her and left another woman there. Can you? Oh, my goodness. It's just breaking my wow. heart. Wow. Yeah. The the amount of faith they want to have. Yes. However. They wouldn't just kill her. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get it. It's her kid. It's her daughter. It's her grandchildren's mother, you know, whatever. But it's. Right. I don't know. I would have instantly just accepted it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then drag it out. Yeah. But <clears throat> I can't imagine that pain. I can't imagine any of that. Ooh. I know. So, however, Jenny, uh, Jenny's remains were identified a few days later. And a video leaked on the internet showing oh parts of Jenny's bloodied and dismembered body strewn, yeah. strewn mm-hmm. among the wreckage. You seen the pictures? I saw a few. I've yeah, seen them I don't, too. Ugh, it was bad. It Wasn't was bad. it the ID was like in good condition or something, no. and people were like, "Okay, it was burned." And I'm everything. gonna send you the pictures that I actually want you to post with the thing. But oh, okay, cool. I'm gonna um, send them to you now so you can see. Because I could have sworn that was part of the reason why people thought she was taken or or like jumped off with a parachute with somebody, and then they just staged right. all her stuff. Here's the, at the wreckage. Here's the ID <clears throat> that I just sent you. And then 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's the rest of it. So... Oh, here's... You don't, you don't have to post this picture because it's... Graphic. Yeah. But I just wanted you to see it if you hadn't... I recall. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah. And apparently... So one of the pictures was... Um, her literally her toes like mm. her foot was like sliced where just her toes were they were like the piece that was there and her kids saw it mm-hmm. and her family and yeah. they were because apparently she had like a thing about her toes like they always had to be done she always had to have have like immaculate toes mm-hmm. and then they see that and it was like even more devastating so it was really fucked mm. up. But um Yeah, pretty disrespectful. Yeah. So two Mexican police officers were arrested December thirteenth, two thousand twelve for looting from the wreckage, and one of these officers is thought to have sold the images to the media. The mm. officers were caught after images of the crash site were found on one of the arresting officers or arrested officers' cell phones. So it's kind of like what happened with um Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy. So um, it is 100% confirmed that Jenny is no longer with us. Her brother, Pedro, said on December uh, 13th, according to ABC News, that is Jenny. She's on her way back home now. God let us borrow her for a time, 43 years, and now God has taken her. I know she is in his presence. So ultimately, mm-hmm. investigators cited a series of factors for possible causes of the crash, including that the 78-year-old pilot's age and that the 43-year-old Learjet, which previously sustained substantial damage in another crash in 2005, when the pilot lost the ability to steer during landing, had unreported issues. So they think that the pilot was old and the plane was old and damaged. So maybe he just didn't have like the reflexes or mm-hmm. the m- mindset being that he was old to like quickly figure out how to fix what was happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the jet's high level destruction did not allow for a conclusive answer as to what caused the accident, though weather conditions and a fire or explosion on the plane were ruled out as possibilities. But I'm going to touch on that later. So, mm-hmm. uh, as one investigator states in the docuseries Who Killed Jenny Duvetta, the missing recorders are so critical to understanding this accident. While other, while another participant cryptically questioned how they were able to recover Jenny's uh, driver's license from the crash site, but mm. couldn't find the black box. Um. <laughs> that leads to an examination of conspiracy theories surrounding her death including a possible cover-up and light of her reported connection to the dangerous Mexican cartels that sometimes hired her to perform for them. The plane's insurance paperwork was also signed on behalf of the owner, Starwood Management, by a businessman who we talked about earlier, who was Christian Edward Esquino Nunez, who reportedly had the criminal record that includes falsifying airplane records, according to CNN. 
Wow. So he had his criminal record includes a 2004 conviction for conspiracy to commit fraud by falsifying log books for aircrafts he bought in Mexico and sold in the United States, according to the complaint. So he obtained a counterfeit Mexican inspection stamp, which was used to make entries in the fraudulently fraudulent fraudulently created log books concerning the airworthiness for aircraft engines, propellers, and airframes, as well as certified completed 25, 50, and 100-hour aircraft inspections, the criminal complaint states. He falsified mm-hmm. all of that shit, making it look like there was nothing wrong with the planes, and then he would sell them in the United States. Wow, wow, wow. That is fucking terrifying. Imagine being on that plane. I can't. That's a reason 20,005 million of why I fucking hate flying. Right. Because. Okay. So then there's that. So we have the cartel killed Jenny or the plane was just fucking fucked from the beginning because of this Christian man. Or here's one more. This one is the one that fucked me up. (laughs) But, okay, so another theory is that the co-pilot, whose name was Alessandro Torres, was the target, was the original target of the cartel. OMG. So two years after the crash, Alessandro Torres' father, who I can't find his name anywhere, um... He was said to be a fisherman on a shrimp boat, and he was ambushed by 10 well-armed men on the dock. Someone saw them grab him and pull him off the boat and load him into a car, and his family never saw him again, and his body has never been recovered. And so after that, some people were saying that the father, that Alessandro's father, was actually a leader of the Zetas in Alvarado, Veracruz, where the family's from. On top of that, the mother of Alessandro Torres, her name is Lizette Alvarez Vera, she is also said to have ties to the Zeta. And in November 2021, she was elected mayor of Alvarado, Veracruz. Mm -hmm. So... Apparently, they say that she helped the Setas with theft of petroleum, which is apparently a big thing for cartels now, since not everyone uses drugs, but everyone uses gas. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So, she's also linked to a leader of the Jalisco New Generation Cartel, and that investigation is actually still currently ongoing. But as of now, she is still the mayor of Alvarado, Veracruz. Of course. Yeah. And it's fucking crazy. Like, what if he was the target? You know what I mean? Corruption. Two birds, one stone. So then it said, okay, a farmer in the area of where the crash was says he told a Mexican news outlet that he witnessed the crash and that he saw a ball of fire in the sky and then the plane fall down. 
Oh, so it would have had to be an explosion. Well, that's what they say. And so not then, an 89 degree crash yeah, into the ground. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. So they. Which, yeah, if he did panic, like if the pilot did panic because there was a fire on the plane, you know, emergency landing, can't see, and then it just crashed, crash right. landed. That's one thing, but they didn't find any kind of explosion no. causing. Mm-mm. Yeah. <clears throat> but they compared this plane crash to other plane crashes like United Flight 93 that slammed into a field in Pennsylvania on September 11th, mm-hmm. that crash left a huge-ass crater. And oh. then they say that Jenny's plane was supposed to have nosedived at 600 miles per hour, but it didn't leave a crater. Was it not as big? I mean, it wasn't as big because United Flight 93 was like a huge-ass Boeing mm-hmm. plane. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this right. was just a jet. Mm, um, yeah, but it still didn't leave any crater whatsoever. For but going six hundred miles per hour, or whatever. Yeah, at six hundred <laughs> miles per hour, it would leave some sort of dent in the earth. Right. Um, but then they compared it to Pan Am Flight One Hundred Three that had a bomb explode on board on December twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight. That wreckage covered more than one thousand square miles, and then mm. the wreckage of Jenny's plane and the remains of the occupants were scattered across nearly one thousand feet of hillside. Mm. And there were small pieces scattered everywhere. And there are pictures that I'll send you here in a minute, of which I'm sure you've already seen. But um, are pictures of like clothes that fell out of the suitcase that they're not damaged mm. in any way; they're not burned. Oh, that's what I – yeah. There was something that wasn't damaged. They thought, why wouldn't it be yes, if it exploded it was clothes, everywhere? Yeah, it was their clothes. It was their clothes. There was a bunch of stuff that wasn't, like, burnt, you know, like, because if – You'd think. Yeah, there would, would be, be scorch marks. There would be all kinds of shit. Or nothing. tattered or yeah. something. So was there a bomb on the plane or was it, like, shot out of the sky? Like, there's – I don't know. Mm -hmm. But Mexican authorities say that they found no evidence of an explosion. And usually there is enough chemical residue on various parts of the plane, even if it's fragmented, to tell if if that was the case. Well, maybe they have to lie that there wasn't. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And and the people in the the docuseries, uh, the people that they interviewed, like her friends and stuff, they were like, Okay, the Mexican authorities because I trust them so much. Right, and it's like, oh. right. Well, I know. Oh, scary. Yeah. So, despite Jenny Rivera's life being tragically cut short, she leaves behind an impressive story. More than her talent as a singer or a businesswoman, she also was a role model for women around the world who admired her strength in the face of adversity. As Rivera herself noted before her death. I can't get caught up in the negative because that destroys you. Perhaps trying to move away from my problems and focus on the positive is the best I can do. I'm a woman like any other, and ugly things happen to me like any other woman. The number of times I have fallen down is the number of times I've gotten up. Hmm. Yep. So what do you think? Um, I definitely think someone had her plane taken down whether they had to put someone on the plane with her and put a gun to the pilot's head or something and say you know crash the plane or whether they you know caused it to malfunction in the sky for it to happen but yeah she was definitely taken out unfortunately yes. due to her which it sucks because 
she wanted to like entertain for them. She didn't like discriminate just because of what they did or whatever. Yeah. She was like a gangster yeah, down type of lady. Um, Cause it's part of the culture as we've talked about this before, you know, we don't condone illegal activity or anything like that, but if it's part of the culture and you can't change it, you join it or whatever. So I don't blame, blame her there, but it, it did not keep her safe. And um, there's that actress, Kate, El Castillo or whatever, she also, I think, kind of talks to the cartels and things like that. And I think she's been blacklisted a few times because of that reason. Well, acting. I'm glad that you have said that because it's a small segue to what... Ooh. I didn't know how long this episode was going to be, so I thought it was going to be really short. It's actually four or five minutes right now. Oh, well, we're going to stop for a minute. But... um. I was going to add I was going to add a list of Mexican musicians who've been killed by the cartel like since Oh yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah, there's I think I have like 12 on here or something. Mm. But do you want me to read those? Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. I just wanted to because, yeah, it's not a shocker. I mean, it's been done before. Right. So if, if this did happen to Jenny, then, yeah. Yeah. The only thing I will say – I'll say it after, I guess, after I list everything so that you can understand and everyone else mm-hmm. can understand what I'm trying to say. But, um, okay, so since 1992, dozens of Mexican musicians have been killed by cartels. Oh, my God. She scared me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Who's, who's Lupe real quick? Her brother? Yes, her brother. Okay, he okay. was one of the most uh, famous of the Riveras at first, and then it, and then Jenny. Mm, okay, go on. So the first on the list is Chalino Sanchez. Have I talked about mm. him before? No, but his story has circulated um, the last couple of years, and yes. it's very interesting. Yeah, and people are sad. trying to get into it again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was a prominent... Narco Corrido singer, mm-hmm. and he was killed on May 15th, 1992, after a concert he played in his hometown of Culiacan in Sinaloa, Mexico. After the concert, or well, actually, I will add this little tidbit <clears throat> during mm-hmm. that concert, and there is picture, there's video, video. of this moment. He mm-hmm. gets a note on while he's on stage and he reads it, and apparently, according to like everybody that note said if you don't fucking like we're gonna kill you yeah you're gonna die yeah and you can see his face he looks fucking fucked up like he's like oh shit like uh-oh. but he sings he goes ahead and he sings he had been warned before not to yeah perform. he had he had been warned before but and it started with his brother no they killed his brother first i think you're right or something like that but anyways and yes go his on. son also <clears throat> dies later Damn. too Mm-hmm. Not for, he dies in that same in Sinaloa, but not nobody killed him. He died in a car accident. Yeah, but it's crazy. Odds. Yeah. So after the concert, he drove away from the venue with his entourage before being pulled over by a group of armed men with police identification. They asked him to get into their car so they could take him to see the Comandante, and Chalino obliged, and that was the last time he was seen alive. The next day, mm-hmm. his body was found in a ditch, blindfolded with rope marks around his wrist. He had two bullet holes in the back of his head. Dang. Can you imagine? He was like, and 
I, the people that he was with, like his entourage were like, no, dude, don't go. And they were like, listen, it'll yeah. be all right. I'm going to go talk to this man. Like, it'll be okay. And then he fucking mm. dies. Dang. Next is Valentin Elizalde. I'm pretty sure I said that wrong, but it's okay. So on November 25th, 2006, Valentin performed a concert at a state fair in Reynosa. His last song at this concert was a song titled Para Mis Enemigos, which is for my enemies, the lyrics mm-hmm. of which are allegedly about attacking members of the Gulf Cartel. So 20 oh, minutes goodness. after the concert, as he drove away from the venue, his car was ambushed by members of Los Zetas, at that time working for the Gulf Cartel. Gulf Cartel as their armed muscle mm. who opened fire on Valentin's black suburban with automatic weapons. Valentin, his manager, and his chauffeur were killed instantly. Valentin was shot 20 times. 70 bullet cartridges were found on the scene. That is one way to tell him, keep my name out your mouth. Fuck yes, dude. Ruthless. And the next is Tecno Banda Fugaz in or on February 18, 2007, after performing for a dance party in Matamoros, five members of Tecno Banda Fugaz were fired upon by gunmen with AK 47s while they were dropping off their musical instruments in a pickup truck. Carlos Gonzalez, oh my God. Hurtado, Hurtado, the band's leader, survived the attack after being rushed to the hospital in critical condition. The four other members, including Hurtado's son, died at the scene. Mm. This one is fucked up. This next one, oh my God, it's fucked up. Violent. <clears throat> yes. You're going to be like, what the fuck? So <laughs> next is Zayda Peña Arjona. And she was a lead singer for a popular band, Zayda y Los Culpables. On mm. November 29, 2007, Benia was staying at the Monaco Motel in Matamoros, just near the U.S.-Mexican border. An unknown gu- gunman opened fire on Benia, her friend, and a motel employee. Although Benia was shot in the back, she survived the attack. Her friend and the employee, or the motel employee died at the scene. Benya was taken to a medical facility where doctors determined the bullet wound was non-life-threatening. While resting in the medical facility after a Mm. successful operation to extract the bullet from her back, two Mm. gunmen entered the hospital, found her, and shot her point-blank in the chest and face. She died instantly. Mm -hmm. That is fucking terrifying. (sighs) I know. Like, where's the protective custody? And they, she wasn't even, like, in any of the shit. And the only thing they can think of is that her mom was, uh, like, lawyer or something or, like, a... Oh, so that in case she ever... Yeah, I think the mom had, like, ties to, like, a cartel case or something. Damn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Next is Sergio Gomez, founder and lead vocalist of the Duranguense band Que Paz de la Sierra. In the early hours of December 2nd, 2007, after performing a concert in the state of Michoacan, Gomez and several other musicians were traveling in a car before being abducted by gunmen. The other musicians were eventually released, but Gomez was nowhere to be found. The following day, Gomez's body was found in the outskirts of Morelia, which is where my dad's wife lives. 
Um, showing clear signs of torture. His body was covered in bruises. Parts of his body were burnt with cigarette butts, and there were signs of strangulation. Dang. It's fucking nuts. Mm. Uh, the next is Jose Luis Aquino. I don't know why I have problems with this. Whenever it's Q-U-I. Q-U-I. Yes. Aquino. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's wrong, too. Like, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> don't I'm sorry me. to... All the rasa out there. I know I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me. Represent. <laughs> and Spanish was my first language. I feel so shitty like when I can't fucking do that. I'm Sorry. still proud of you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> so Jose Luis was a trumpeteer for the popular banda group Los Oh my god. Los Conde. <laughs> that also sang Narco Corrido songs. Jose Luis yeah. had been missing for days before his body was finally found on December 8th. Everything was 2007. Oh, damn. Um, half buried underneath a bridge in the state of Oaxaca, located mm -hmm. in southern Mexico. Jose Luis had been bound by his hands and feet, and his head was wrapped in a black plastic bag. Evidence suggests he was beaten to death. Oh. Mm-hmm. Next is Jesus Rey David Alfaro Pulido, a popular performer known as, as El Gallito on February 13, 2008. Uh, Jesus, what, or his representative Israel Torres and his manager were found dead in Tijuana, Mexico. According to police reports, all three bodies showed signs of torture and asphyxiation before being shot in the head. Uh, Jesus, yeah. no, no, no. Jesus. Jesus's body specifically was found frozen <laughs> and the bodies were also found with a written message on a piece of paper that simply read nosotros si vamos we will go mm. <laughs> I don't know like uh. okay next is los herederos de Sinaloa on October 29, 2008, after giving an interview to a reporter at the Sinaloa newspaper El Sol de Sinaloa, all three members of the band and the representatives were ambushed by two gunmen as they exited the newspaper's offices. Witnesses say the four victims were walking towards their car when a Yukon pulled in front of them. The two gunmen exited the vehicle and shot the musicians and their manager with AK-47s. Los... Herederos, herederos. What did I say earlier? I don't know what I said. Mm. <laughs> Los herederos de Sinaloa were in the midst, midst of promoting their latest single, Eres Tan Linda. Accordion player Jesus Moreno, bass player Jose Peña. Oh, what the fuck? That's my grandpa's name. <laughs> oh. That's not what I was trying to say. I was He's trying to say thinking Leo. of you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say Leo Benya. It just automatically came out. That's hilarious. How cute. Bass player Leo Benya, double bass player Mauricio Osuna, and their representative Angel Manuel Rios Lizarraga were all killed in the ambush. Jeez. Wow. Uh, next is Sergio Vega El Chaca. <laughs> <laughs> A singer for Los Reyes del Norte, which would eventually be renamed Sergio Vega y sus Chacas del Norte. 
<laughs> on June 26, 2010, Vega was on his way to a concert in Sinaloa. Gunmen who were traveling in a truck drove alongside Vega's red Cadillac and opened fire with automatic weapons. Vega lost control of his vehicle and crashed. The gunmen proceeded to shoot Vega in the head and chest at close range. Vega was shot approximately 30 times. Oh my goodness. And just hours before his murder, Vega was asked by Mexican website La Oreja about false reports of his death. It happened to me for years now. Someone tells a radio station or a newspaper I've been killed or suffered an accident, Vega said. And then I have to call my dear mom who has heart trouble to reassure her. Hours Ugh. before his death. Weird. And then he fucking... Well, those warnings. God. Are these people scared or they're ready, you think? They're I'm not like, sure. Like, I don't know. Mm. Um, they just know my time is over. It's it's. Let's just get this over with. Or maybe they just think it won't happen to them. Like, I don't, I don't know. Mm. Next is F- Fabian Ortega Pinon. <laughs> On October 19, 2010, Fabian, a.k.a. El Hulk, Halcón de la Sierra. I did we already have this conversation? No. That I was saying it wrong. Was I saying it wrong? I feel like I was. I feel like we had this conversation about Halcón, Halcón. Maybe. I don't recall. H is not supposed to be pronounced, right? Like in Spanish, oh. H is not pronounced. Halcón. I guess you're right. It's always silent. I think so. Okay. There we go. Uh, He was found executed on the side of the road in Guerrero, Chihuahua, alongside two other people, including a relative. In 2009, Pinon was caught in a sting operation with a close associate of now former Tijuana cartel lieutenant Teodoro Garcia Cimental, who was known as El Teo. Pinon had recorded several Narco Corrido albums and appeared in low-budget Mexican narco cinema films. I didn't know there was... Yes, I did. Uh, Next is La Quinta Band. La Quinta Band, or Banda. La Quinta Banda were a popular narco corrido group hailing from Chihuahua, Mexico. They would often sing about the Juarez Cartel and their drug trafficking exploits. In the early hours of Saturday, February 4th, 2012, Gunmen opened fire on the band while they were performing on stage in a in a nightclub in Chihuahua. Five band members and four club patrons died on the scene. The band appeared to be the gunmen's primary target. Jesus. Wow. Like, oh my God, I can't. Uh, Jesus Chuy Quintanilla was a federal police officer in Mexico for 27 years before moving to South Texas. He was known for his ballads and folk songs hailing drug cartel violence. How the fuck are you going to go from... Well, that makes sense. He went from a police officer in Mexico to singing about the cartel. And on the morning of April 25th, 2013, Quintanilla's body was found in a pool of blood in a grapefruit field in Mission, Texas. He was shot twice in the head and lay next to his SUV, and there were no suspects. Dang. Yeah. Um, almost done. So we got Tomas Tovar Rascón, a.k.a. Tito Torbellino. He was an up-and-coming banda singer who was on the verge of mainstream 
success, Rascon had been known to sing Narco Corrio songs and use guns in his music videos. On Thursday, May 29, 2014, Rascon was eating at an Asian cuisine restaurant in the town of Ciudad Abrigon in the border state of Sonora when two gunmen entered in the restaurant and shot him several times point blank. Rascon died on the way to the hospital, and he was scheduled to perform in Ciudad Abrigon on Friday night. And that was Thursday. So no clear motive has been given for the killing. But can you imagine? You're just fucking eating, you know, just chowing on some Asian food. That's so scary. Someone just comes in and shoots you. Like, you're fucking, I can't. I know. It sucks. Next is Gabino Ayala. One of the most recent losses in the group world is that of Gabino Ayala. On December 25th, 2020, an attack was reported where it was accordionist Gabino Ayala was performing. And he was a member of the group Maximo Impacto, which isn't that a news thing? Primer Impacto is the Primer, damn it. Okay. As reported by the Geraldo de Mexico, the Mexican media reported that the musician was executed in a commercial plaza in the city of Tecate, in the state of Baja California, Mexico. The attack of the artist also left two other victims and a fourth person was hospitalized. The unofficial version indicates that the victims are his wife and his brother were his wife and brother-in-law. Um and the fourth I don't, it doesn't say who they are because they survived. Apparently, the attack on Gabino Ayala was caused by a revenge related to organized crime groups in Mexico, according to Sin Embargo. Okay, two more. Combo Colombia. All 17 members of the group El Combo Colombia were kidnapped and later massacred in the municipality of Mina in Nuevo Leon, Mexico. According to investigations, the group used to act for organized crime and drug trafficking groups like Jenny, mm. one of which alleged, allegedly acted as a sponsor, like they paid for their shit. Um, eight months after the incident, the authorities captured an alleged hawk, which I, which is a, what the fuck did I say it was? Alcon. Mm. And recruiter for Los Santos Cartel. I said the, the twice. Edgar Alberto de la Garza Trevino, who is 22, was apparently guarding the area of the road to Monclova during the operation to murder the musicians. So this, they find out that this motherfucker was there as a lookout, basically, Mm -hmm. and he made sure that these people died. So the last is Francisco Forcade, Forcade, I don't think that's right either, but okay. He was a young uh, narco corrido singer. On February 4th, 2009, the body of the... Oh, his body was found in a channel in front of the Vizcaya University of Guama. I looked up how to fucking say this word and there was nothing... There was nothing, like, authentically pronounced. It was just not. But I'm going to try my best. Guamas Sonora. So the 34-year-old singer had been kidnapped by an armed group and they killed him with at least 50 bullets. Ah. Yeah. So 
what I wanted to say earlier is, if you've noticed, they mainly kill people with guns or torture. So if they did kill either Jenny or um, Alessandro, like if it was the cartel that were after them, that's like the first time they've gone that big. Like, I don't think I've seen anything else where they've done something so big. It feels like a lot of effort for a plane to go down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. To make a big statement, you think, or no? I mean, yeah, but also... Because they could have just waited for her to land and then shot her down. Right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I guess... Or it was just a coincidence, and then they were like, well, that's taken care of. Because she's so... Well, yeah, it could have been. But because she's was so big or even just and then I was like okay well don't the cartel usually like take like they say if they did something but now that I've read these some of them didn't but um my thought was if they did like take um credit for it like why didn't they and then I'm like okay well maybe they if they meant to do it because of Alessandro, the co-pilot, then and then they realized, oh shit, Jenny was on the plane, like, fuck, we're they not going to say anything. We're not going to own up to it. Right. But I don't know, I feel like your intel, you would know who's on the plane. Right. Yeah, they would easily figure it out. Yeah. Have them followed or whatever. Yeah. If it wasn't an explosive that caused the plane to crash and it wasn't like an actual malfunction on the plane, they probably definitely had somebody on the plane with a gun or something. Yeah, but who? What if it was? What if it was Alessandro? Like he. And that was his last job. Yes. Mm -hmm. Two birds, one stone. That's what I said earlier. Holy shit. He wasn't even the target. He was the hitman. Oh fuck! Yeah, but he but they wanted to take him out anyway. So they said, "This is your last job, and if you don't, you're gonna die." Oh anyway, yeah, I guess he would know that he would have to die, or some kind of uh, some something would have to make it make sense for him to actually do it. Though I feel yeah. like like maybe your fam will leave your family alone, or but then they will pay your family off. It. Like his dad dies. And- well, well, yeah. They, well, they don't have to keep his word. They don't have to keep their word. They could have yeah, just told him. Dead, so <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> oh, Fuck. Lord. So many things. That's a big rabbit hole now. But yeah, and the whole thing about the mayor still being the mayor, it's just, you never yeah. know. Who knows who, who can connect who to who and then have them killed. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, what kind of position to be put in? You you don't want to make enemies by speaking out against the cartel, but do you perform for them to keep them appeased, you know? Or once you're in that world, you can't just dip out. You know what I mean? Like if they asked her to perform a few times and she's trying to kind of distance herself, they're going to notice and they're going to be like, look, we paid you and you're going to perform the next time we ask you to perform. Yeah. Dang. Scary. Once you're in, you're in. Yeah. Uh. Well, rest in peace, and yes. it's pretty sad because yeah, she was coming back, and I looked it up, and her tequila came at a year, I think, after she was gone. Oh, okay. She was still like working on it, so it was really big when it did come out. Yeah, yeah I think even my aunt—they bought my aunt one. Yeah, my for her aunt birthday has one up in her kitchen. 
like on display. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, she is an icon for a bunch of reasons, but what I hear a lot is that kind of music was made popular by men. Like, yes, yeah, how it really like, powerful it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of mu- music it's called, but there's a few women that tried it and got really successful off of. I don't. I always forget who that blonde lady is who hates men. She always talks about how she hates men. Oh, um, Paquita. Yes, women like that that would get up there and drink and yell and. I love watching her shit, her performance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. Well, <clears throat> she took the world by storm, and she's another artist that connected, you know, Mexican-Americans to Mexicans and vice versa. So very cool. I am glad that you covered that conspiracy. It is very interesting. And everybody go check out the Peacock series if you haven't already, because yes, I'm going to. And the Netflix show also, because she had a very wild life. And her family continues to, um, you know, live out her legacy and make sure nobody forgets her. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Respect. Yep. Well, guys, don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and on Twitter and go follow our page. Join our page on Facebook. Give me the creeps. G-I-M-M-E, the creeps. Don't forget to leave us a review if you haven't already on whatever platform allows you to do so. And make sure you tell your family and friends if they have any spooky stories that we are always accepting them so that we can tell them on the show. We appreciate you guys and all your support and we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you. So did we give you the creeps?